Hello and welcome to the Britless Podcast. First of all, I just want to say, wow, wow, and OMG, and WrestleMania was just, wow. It, it was like a roller coaster. There were ups, there were downs, and at the end of the ride, you were just waiting for it to be over. Wow. Before I even go uh, start with the WrestleMania recap, the 400 hours of WrestleMania, I want to talk NXT real quick, which... NXT always delivers. I think my match of the night for NXT was the triple threat tag match with Authors of Pain, The Revival, and DIY. I thought that match was so, so great. Really big moments with Authors of Pain uh, retaining their titles. Really great. Also, Shinsuke Nakamura, Bobby Roode. Glorious. Glorious. Well, as always, NXT really delivered. Was a show stealer until WrestleMania did start. So let's 400 hours of WrestleMania, starting around five with the pre-show. First match was around 5:20, ending around midnight, a little after midnight. That's seven hours of wrestling. That is not a sprint. That's a marathon. And it was a long one. It was really long. So let, let's let's start with the, the first match. I'm going to break it down each match, say what I, what I thought, how I felt, my favorite matches, my favorite moments. Yeah, let's start. Austin Aries versus Neville for the Cruiserweight Championship during the pre-show. That was a really great match. I really think Neville and Austin Aries solidified the Cruiserweight division kind of gave it a little bit more life. I think with these two stars at the top of the division is what the Cruiserweights really need. Neville retaining, as much as I wasn't happy with the result, I understood it because it's going to prolong this feud a little longer, which makes a lot of sense just because there aren't that many breakout stars in the Cruiserweight division as of right now. And a lot of the other guys are kind of involved in other feuds. So keep Neville versus Austin Aries a little bit longer until Austin Aries finally wins the Cruiserweight Championship. And like I said, a lot a lot of a lot of big moves. That was really great. Next the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal during the pre-show. I feel WWE creative focused way too much on Braun Strowman and Big Show before the match and on Monday Night Raw for it to kind of just like fizzle during the actual match. I mean, both of them were in the ring for how long before? One was eliminated. Seeing Killian Dane of Sanity, really cool. I thought that was awesome, bringing up an NXT call-up. And also because Vince loves monster-looking guys. Having Gronkowski out there too, really cool. It was so obvious that Mojo Raleigh was going to win because Gronk and him are friends. And Gronk interfering with the weird moment with the security woman trying to stop him. That little uh, miscommunication was pretty funny, but... Seeing, seeing Gronk uh, tackle Jinder Mahal was cool, but at the same time, it wasn't, Mojo Raleigh didn't eliminate a, another person from SmackDown, so it's like, where he's going to go from here? Is he going to challenge for the Intercontinental title? Is he going to challenge for any championship? Like, he, he needs a, a, a feud to get to go into, because he's not going to be hanging around until Zack Ryder returns. That's my feelings on that matter, but congrats to Mojo Raleigh, he's going to have... A pretty big year, hopefully. 
And then last match on the pre-show was the Intercontinental Championship, Baron Corbin challenging Dean Ambrose. Man, was this match a disappointment. I, I really thought it would be a little bit bigger with the the weeks leading up to the match. I kind of wish there was a, a stipulation with the match, like maybe a street fight or something, just because these guys were so physical and Baron Corbin like attacking Dean Ambrose with the forklift. But I know, it kind of fizzled. I, 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 there weren't that many big spots, and out of nowhere, Dean Ambrose retained his title. I just... And I'm a fan of Dean Ambrose. It's just something about him holding championships. I, I don't think it works. I, I don't think Dean Ambrose is meant to be a champion. And I hate to say that because I am such a big fan of his. It's just every time he is champion, the, the, the momentum behind the title and like the of the title kind of falls. It happened with the United States Championship. happened when he was a uh, champion, a uh, world champion. And it happened, it's kind of happening now with the Intercontinental title. Just kind of an afterthought. And I hate to admit that, but it's starting to, to, to see that. Eventually, Baron Corbin will take that title away from him. Maybe Mojo Rawley would challenge Dean Ambrose for the title. That would I would really like to see at the next uh, SmackDown pay-per-view. And after uh, two, two solid hours of already wrestling on the pre-show, three kind of big matches we have the actual start of wrestlemania the graphic was pretty cool the the stage with the swirly roller coaster stuff was it looked cool it really did it's just the ultimate thrill ride is not what i would call a, a, a wrestling pay-per-view you know the show of shows but the first match starting off was a smackdown match you had commissioner shay mcmahon versus the phenomenal one aj Styles. i am such a big shay mcmahon fan since WrestleMania 17. And I'm going to mention WrestleMania 17 a lot because it's my favorite WrestleMania. It's not the first one I saw. It's a really great time for WWE because you had all the WCW and ECW guys entering the WWE and you had men like Eddie Guerrero and Dean Malenko having matches with your favorite WWE guys. I thought it was cool. But let, let's let's talk about WrestleMania 33. Shane McMahon, AJ Styles, what a way to start the show. They gave their all. Shane McMahon did wrestle. Really, really great strikes. Really great moves on both parts. AJ Styles did a really good job making Shane look good. Not that Shane really needed that help. I think they did really great. One of my favorite spots was Shane McMahon hitting coast to coast. Reminiscent of, again, WrestleMania 17. Shane McMahon hitting those Muay Thai knees in the corner. That made me so happy as a Muay Thai fighter, kickboxer, to see that in wrestling, that makes me so happy. The 450 splash by AJ Styles into the triangle choke, I thought that was beautiful. So beautiful. And then another great spot in the AJ Styles match, we have senior referee Mike Kyoto taking a nap. Classic Kyoto. Classic, again, WrestleMania 17 in the Triple H versus Undertaker match when Mike Kyoto took a nap for like 20 minutes after getting hit. Like, Mike Kyoto needs... A little bit of a wake up. Just love seeing him like pretend to sleep for like five minutes after getting kicked in the face. Great job, great job. McMahon missing the shooting star press. AJ Styles hitting the. F it was just it was such an amazing, amazing way to start the first match. The start start WrestleMania it was it was great. It was it worked really really well for and I I wanted AJ Styles to have a bigger match like fighting for the title, but I think this was a really good way to start WrestleMania. The next match, another fantastic match. Kevin Owens versus Chris Jericho for the United States Championship. Chris Jericho looked like a rock star. 
that he is with the light up scarf he looked like a badass it was really really great kevin owens i need one of those ko mania shirts can someone get me one of those because i really i really I, I need one like really bad i love kevin owens i love it was such a great physical match the feud going into wrestlemania was strong strong promos on both ends really really great physical match walls of jericho counter jericho hitting the lion soul after three attempts like oh my god like if i always said this when i was a kid because jericho is one of my favorites of all time if i could be a wrestler i would want to use the lion soul because chris jericho uses it and it's it's one of those spots that always always delivers like always like people are gonna cheer and it's always looks great kevin owens hitting the cannonball like what five times and then finally that pop-up powerbomb on the apron solidifying kevin owens new united states champion makes complete sense because chris jericho needs to take some time off and kevin owens strong champion is gonna hold that championship for a while i would love to see who his next feud will be with it's gonna be good another raw match we have the fatal four-way elimination for the women's championship bailey versus sasha banks versus nia jack versus charlotte flair I love how Charlotte's finally using her last name after like completely dissing her daddy. She's like now hopping on the flare train. This match kind of, I kind of forgot about it by the end of the, by the end of the night. Like the entrances were pretty cool. I loved how Sasha Banks was chauffeured on her way in that car, that dune buggy. Also her hair looked amazing. But it, it, it was kind of an afterthought. Like the second the, the three women eliminated Nia Jack, the match kind of got really boring. It just really fell apart. Also, I feel like the second that Sasha Banks left, the, the crowd just stopped caring completely. Yeah, like it's just kind of an afterthought of a match. I, as great as a competitor, that Bailey is, I don't think her finishing maneuver is exciting at all. A, a belly to belly suplex is not a strong move. And then ending with the uh, Macho Man elbow off the top rope, it was, there's no big spots. Now, the next match. The next match is probably my favorite match of the night. The triple threat ladder match turned to a fatal four way ladder match with the return of the Hardy Boys. I cried. I was so happy to see the return of Matt and Jeff. I kind of wanted to see broken Hardys, but you know, it was still delightful to see the return of Matt and Jeff, like one of my favorite tag teams of all time. And like, there's stipulations that in, in matches that you just automatically think of certain superstars. The sledgehammer, you think of Triple H. The tables, you think of the Dudleys. The chairs, you think Concerto, Edge and Christian. The ladder match will always be synonymous with the Hardy Boys, with the crazy stuff that Jeff Hardy has done and thrown himself off of. It was just, it's so good to see all the Hardy Boy hits, and they dominated the first half of that match, and the pop that they received when they came out. It was, it was so good to see them. Like, their pop was louder than the Kurt Angle pop from earlier that night when Kurt Angle came out with the rest of the, when the they announced the Hall of Fame uh, class of 2017 and Kurt Angle came out, like, Kurt Angle got a huge pop, but the Hardy Boys, people were boozing their minds. And again, you know, going back to WrestleMania 17, that that amazing TLC match and the Hardys coming in and showing these kids how it's done. Like Anderson and Gallows are also vet. They just didn't get the crowd behind them as tag team champions. So bringing the Hardys back kind of brings new life to the tag team division because they, they need it. They really, really need it. It's just such a good match. So many great spots with the twist of fate off the ladder and the swanton to Seamus and Cesaro that was the 
the excitement around that match was so, so great. All in all, really, really fun match. And then we had the mixed tag match, The Miz and Maurice versus John Cena and Nikki Bella with special guest ring announcer Al Roker. Now I have to say, Al Roker, before the match started, said that we can call him Chocolate Thunder. And I tweeted this also. A man who admitted to pooping his pants in the White House should never, ever refer to himself as Chocolate Thunder, okay? That is just a no-no. Somebody should have talked to him before the match and be like, hey, no. Remember that time you pooped your pants? Don't call yourself Chocolate Thunder, dude. As a match, it was meh. It wasn't that exciting. Maurice avoided fighting Nikki Bella. Miz kept control and people were really behind Miz. But they, you know, did their double team, let's use Cena's moves. The match, meh. The moment after the match, when John Cena proposed to Nikki, oh my... I was shocked that he was going to propose in such a public manner. Really surprised about that. The, the ring, that ring was like bigger than her entire fist. It was humongous. It was, it was like John Cena went to the Atlantic Ocean, found the iceberg that the Titanic crashed into, and just took the iceberg and was like, here's your ring, Nikki. It was humongous. Oh my god. And it was a nice, a nice moment for, for both of them. A big surprise. His mom was there. His, her mom was there. Her brother. Everybody except for Brie, pretty much. And it's probably the moment that a lot of people will be talking about for the rest of their lives to be there. Be like, remember when John Cena proposed to Nikki Bella with the biggest rock on the face of the planet? So congrats to John and Nikki. That's what she wanted for so long. And they're going to get married. Which also makes sense because both of them will not be on TV for a while. So good way to have an exit. She's planning her wedding good way to have a break the next match triple h versus seth rollins in the unsanctioned match the entrances were amazing stephanie mcmahon looked fantastic i want that outfit i want those boots she looked fantastic i i, I want that outfit seth rollins coming out lighting up the stage with the fire kind of very past the torch greek god thing i liked it i'm, I'm a huge seth rollins fan except the fact that he completely injured finn balor who i love but we won't talk about that right now because Finn will be returning on Monday Night Raw. I thought it was a really, really good match. Seth playing up his injury, finally hitting that Phoenix Splash. Triple H DDT to Rollins on the announce table. The, the That last spot where Triple H accidentally hits McMahon through the table. Oh my, it was so well done. The story was so fantastic. The drama, high drama, high energy. Rollins really felt like at any moment he could lose because of his knee and he kept fighting back so so good but and like it's a best 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 entrances of the night and then here's where wrestlemania kind of falls apart because at this point it's like 10 o'clock 10 yeah it was around 10 o'clock wrestlemania has been on since five including the pre-show that's a lot of, of wrestling and after that match, they decided to do the concert of Pitbull and Flo Rida. And it's just, I, I didn't care about Pitbull and Flo Rida. It really took away the high energy from the Triple H Seth Rollins match. It kind of just sucked it out of the room like a vacuum. And it was just, oh, great. What, what do we have now? So everything after this could have had more energy and 
excitement. It just it just didn't because they put that performance piece spot in, in the middle. It was just I don't I don't like pop music and just to see pop music performance. Meh. But then we have the WWE Championship match, Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton. The build to this match on SmackDown has been phenomenal. Six months of crazy psycho manipulativeness from Randy Orton on Bray Wyatt is genius. That's that kind of long-term manipulation psycho stuff that I, that's good. That's like fatal attraction good. Randy Orton winning the Royal Rumble, in my opinion, this should have been the main event. Call me a traditionalist, but I feel like the winner of the Royal Rumble, not only does he get a ticket to WrestleMania, he gets a ticket to the main event at WrestleMania. This should have been the main event, in my opinion. It should have had a little bit more time, a, a good finish. And because of that, it just it just wasn't. It, just, it, it wasn't what it could have been because it felt like a filler match. And it should not have been a filler match because that's the WWE Championship. That's the highest championship on SmackDown. Especially with a story that good going into the match. The the weird maggots on the, on the canvas was kind of, it was weird. I didn't understand it. And the ending felt rushed the crowd was quiet especially after that the performance is it it could have been a lot more for what those two men can do congrats to randy winning i think randy orton deserves to be the top spot of smackdown especially with john cena leaving i, I think he's the best bet for smackdown to lead the locker room to, to be the main event guy for smackdown okay now we have goldberg versus brock lesnar i feel the video package was longer than the actual match itself i hate brock lesnar I do not like him at all. I do not like big championships being put on part-timers. I do not like main events being built around part-timers. And that's what both these men are. Brock Lesnar finally getting that win over Goldberg. And to him, that's probably a big deal. To me, it's not because he already lost twice. And what, 10 suplexes? I, I just don't like, I don't, I don't want to talk about this match anymore. It's just meh. I just can't wait to see who is going to take the Universal Championship away from, from Brock Lesnar. And I hope, I hope it's Finn Balor. The Demon King versus the Beast. Now that's a pay-per-view with Finn Balor winning. That's what I want. Following the four minutes of Goldberg and Brock Lesnar, we had the SmackDown Women's Championship six-pack challenge. Now this match could not have been placed in the worst position. Absolutely worst position for this match. There was no time. The women, their, their entrances bled into each other. It was so rushed. I think it was about like six minutes five minutes it was such a short match and these women can do so much more i also loved how they all looked like the six girls that you meet at coachella yeah alexa bliss looking like the the, the kind of rocker chick you had becky lynch as warrior princess you had mickey james wearing the native american headdress carmella in her leopard print i'm from New York, but I'm not really from New York because I'm from Boston. You had Natalia dressed like a freaking cat and Naomi as the EDM queen. The the six women that you meet at Coachella. There could have been a lot lot more action in this. Naomi won via submission. Which congrats to Naomi winning in her hometown, but it just it just felt so rushed. And it these women can do so much more and I felt bad for them. Because I know they could have performed really well and they could have been the women to steal the show they could have easily stole the show from the four women on raw so i kind of felt bad 
And, and I think SmackDown needs to, to really work hard with its women's division to, to get that push that it had earlier this year. And now we have our, our main event. I hated this main event. I hated the fact that this was the main event. I understood why it was the main event because it was Undertaker's last match, his retirement. But for Undertaker to lose to Roman Reigns, can, can we stop trying to make Roman Reigns happen? It's not going to happen. Nobody likes Roman Reigns. He's not your top baby face. The reason why he gets so many sales on his shirts is because he put out so many shirts of his all the time. Now this match went after midnight, so WrestleMania was two days long. It felt really long. Undertaker was kind of struggling because of his his hip injury that he he, he needs to needed to get work on. Like I just feel Roman Reigns is so robotic. There was like no real chemistry in the match, and I, that's not the way the Undertaker should have went out. If Undertaker was gonna lose in his final match and retire, it should have been against Brock Lesnar a couple years ago. Bray Wyatt didn't need to bring the Undertaker back from the dead and have two WrestleManias where he won. Meh. The streak had been over. But to have him win two years in a row to, to, to lose to Roman Reigns, like, it's, what a big disappointment and just a crappy way to end the night. You know, having Undertaker leave the ring into, you know, the sunset or the twilight because it was midnight. Going into the twilight, it was disappointing. I, I really hate Roman Reigns and that feud d did nothing for him. But yeah, there we go. That's WrestleMania. I, as you can tell. By the end of it, I was even bored myself. I'm bored with this this recap. It's just I, I don't think WrestleMania needs to be that long. I don't think it needs an intermission. After a while, a lot felt rushed. But there you have it. The good, the bad, the not so good. The big moments, the big spots. Like I said, big moments for me. The return to the Hardy. John proposing to Nikki. Thought that was really sweet. Triple H, Seth Rollins. And then after that, everything kind of... It just became too much too long and i just wanted it to be over much like you want this recap to be over so i'm gonna end it here until next time my name is Brittany. thank you for listening to my wrestlemania recap it was a long one because it was a long freaking wrestlemania 20 hours of action until next time later days my friends